Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. I can't get this mute button on. <clears throat> All right. Hi. <laughs> Junkite reality. No. Where are we at? Say what? Welcome to Say What. This is uh, June 24th, 2023, which is my 75th birthday. So I have I have reason and an excuse for being a discombobulated person because I've got visitors here and um, we've been they've been keeping me out of my normal scheduling. So um, I am a little bit discombobulated, but I'm sure as soon as we get into this to the radio show correctly, I'm going to be fine because with me right now is Mona Radler and I suspect maybe uh, Walt Silva and Dolly Howard are here. Are you guys here? I'm here. I'm here. Walt's here. Yay. Dolly, are you here? I'm here, I'm but here. you got to let me do something. I well, do it every go, year go. at this time. Go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my dear friend Nancy. Happy birthday to you. And the coconut pie straight to the face. <laughs> well, thank you, Dolly. Not you, Walt, but thank you, Dolly. That's <laughs> very nice. Did you uh, get my text this morning? I I have the my phone on my birthday is like I probably got a dozen different phone you know messaging and stuff, and uh, I just haven't had time to look at it. Oh, Peter, okay. Peter, when Peter, when Peter comes down, Peter and Betsy, they come down every three months, and Peter is one of these guys that he really, he really feels like he needs to help me do something. Oh. So I've, over the years, I, I, I plan on something that Peter can help me with. The last time, it was a bad switch for the bathroom, so I get the switch and I open it up and instead of being a simple thing there was a lot of wires there <laughs> and I'm going like now nah, I'll wait for Peter to <laughs> Peter to come that's just that's what we're going to do so Peter gets here we he takes off the cover he you know looks at it and then he wiggles a wire and the light came on <laughs> and that was the that was what he did the last time <laughs> it worked it was just a wire that was needed wiggling I guess um, but today it was a little bit more extensive because my picnic table, the bottom of the, the where the wheel, it's on wheels, it's on the uh, uh, concrete platform, you know, you know, the whatever they call that. Anyway, it was, it's on concrete, so it rolls around. But the wheels had gotten uh, wet in the floods and the wheels were, you know, falling out. So we had to actually cut two, two legs shorter and then add another piece to it to be able to fix them and it was bloody hot out there i mean he was soaking wet <clears throat> i don't sweat too much but he was soaking wet so i felt really bad about that but um and then he helped me do a little adjustment on the porch door well he did the porch door <laughs> i didn't i came did radio stuff so um Anyway, that's my that's my birthday, and I, and so no, I didn't hear what you had messaged me because I just really didn't look. 
but that's what I'll do later on tonight. I'll just, you know, take the time to be able to message people back and say thank you very much. Yeah, you'll but, get to it eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah. I want to. I want to do one more thing. Mona. Yes, dear. I so understand what you were saying about breathing and being able to do stuff. I feel empathy for you on that. I appreciate it. And I know I think of you when I go through it. Like, how the hell's Dolly put up with that so long? <laughs> 30 years, yes. <laughs> so that's why I know, because I've been through it so long, I just, I feel so bad for you. But when that uh -huh. happens, you just have to take it easy, Mona. Well, I try my best. I do. I just don't like it. it. takes three times as long to get anything done. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so people out there, we need love blankets with whatever else Mona needs sent to Mona. So please, whenever you hear this, please do it immediately so you don't forget. And thank you. Okay, I'm done. Thank you for saying that. I'm assuming it was something that Mona put in chat. No, yeah, she was. She just hears me like I hear her when we don't have full range of breath. You can tell. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, when Peter and I were out there, he, he, he said to me, all this stuff they say about the golden years is just not correct. I said, you mean, <laughs> that, you know, getting old is not for wimps. You mean that kind of thing? And he said, yes. You know, and it was like, I, honey, I, I understand totally. But the thing of it is, is that it's like Dolly says, you know, you just have to deal with what you got, kind of relax, get yourself focused. And I find that I have to move slower and do things smarter right yeah. and you know that that's basically <clears throat> where you're at because we don't <clears throat> we don't have the mobility we don't have the stability we don't have the stamina that we once had but we still got our minds that can say look at that i need to do that i can do that now how do i do that Instead of just, oh, I got to do that, boom, you do it. You know, young people, you have no clue. I've told my, I've told this story about my mother. I was in my, at least in my 40s probably, maybe my 50s. But my mom said to me, old, young people don't realize that old people are young people in old people's bodies. And I didn't understand what she said to me until I got there. Because you physically are deteriorating but there's nothing different about us we're still the same people we're like the same people we were in our 30s 40s 50s 60s you know you're the same person it's just that your body you know it's like driving a car where where you, you know you, you have to make sure those tires are still up and you have to make sure that you got you know everything seems to be working because it might not work but it's it's fine you know i know that there's an awful lot of people that are going through this but really it is you have to just do it with a little bit of be a little slower be a little smarter and you know 
rejoice in the fact that you're still here because this is a very interesting time to be in. Um, I didn't get to focus on what Jan was saying uh, on, her, on her show just now because I was doing things. Um, but I could tell, you know, a little bit about it. So Dolly, Mona might have listened. Walt, you listened to it. What what did you take away from Jan's show today? Well, I when I when I tuned in, it was already past four thirty my time, so I haven't had a, the pleasure of listening to the whole thing. I I when I started listening, uh, she was narrating uh, something concerning that the that deep sea vehicle that has uh, that supposed to, supposedly had a crew of very wealthy billionaires. They were uh, going to be uh, touring the ruins of the Titanic, and for some inexplicable reason, nobody knows where nobody knows where it's gone, or nobody knows where. So it, there's so much suspicion around it that it's like it's maybe there's nobody. Nobody actually went there. It's just, it was just a, a trick because these guys wanted to hide. <laughs> so I supposedly, asked, well, they oh. found it. Oh, okay. And was it empty or was it full of corpses? Supposedly, it had uh, imploded, so the corpses have uh, floated down to the bottom of the ocean because they didn't go up because they were beyond a certain point in the ocean where you go up or you go down. Well, they were in the go down place, supposedly, yes. Oh, Jan and I agree on uh, they might have chosen to be put in uh, uh, protection. What do you call it? Witness protection. Yes, yes. So um, Jan's thinking along the same lines I am, that they're still around. Plus, there's so much going on about uh, the Biden mafia this week that it could be another ploy, plus, you know, plus the witness protection, a, another ploy to say, look over here, don't look here. So, were, you able to, were you able to ask the bossy? Oh, oh, I did invite them, and they were all excited. The popcorn group okay, was before, still... Okay. Uh, Okay, before we go on with the posse, I'm going to tell you what the official story is and why, oh, cool. it, gets really, why it gets really kind of fishy. Okay, all right, so the day that this happened, they were, they were descending. And when you descend in this craft, you don't have any p engines on. You're just dropping because you've got weights on you and you're dropping to the bottom of the floor, of the floor, of, to the ocean. And... You, th that takes two and a half to three hours to do. That's how deep this thing is. Okay. Now, they were in the descent mode going down, and an hour and a half into it, they lost the communications with the pinger. In other words, it's it's just they have a machine that's connected to the, to the sub, and the sub is sending out a signal that just says, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And all of a sudden, that stopped. They didn't get. They couldn't get any text messaging. They were doing text messaging because the communications are extremely difficult, difficult through water at that depth. 
and they had no voice communication either. So it, an hour and a half into the, the trip down, all of that stopped. And I know enough about the diving on the Titanic, it fascinates me, to, to know that if you lose all of your communications like that simultaneously, all of it, it's likely that there is a major electronic, electrical problem. Is this stuff all automatic, you know, automated? And my feeling when the first, the, when I heard it, I said, uh-oh, because I know what the dangers are. I think the whole concept of doing what they did was absolutely insane. Right. But they, they did it, and they've done it a number of times now. You know, a number of people have made the trip down there. So I felt that it was an implosion. And what is an implosion? Well, <clears throat> the craft has an out, outer hull. And then that hull is made of carbon fiber and titanium. Now, I, it was confusing to me because is that true? Is it carbon fiber and titanium? Or was the inner hull? There's an inner hull, whereas the passengers all stay. Was that titanium? And I think that that's more likely what 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 they were saying. Um, but there was a guy that was on who was uh, somebody who had been involved with the creation of uh, deep water su submarines like this. And he said that this carbon, he, he said the carbon fiber is not... He said, if there is a technical design flaw, it's the carbon fiber. He said, I've worked with this stuff for a very long time. And when it fails, it fails instantaneously. So if you've got the outer hull that all of a sudden has a, basically like a tear in it, there's an implosion. And the, Dolly, the, there are no bodies. <laughs> okay, this thing implodes, in other words, the entire thing just, okay? Um, and so what happened was that the Navy, the United States Navy, and they're not being specific, all they said was that a top secret listening device picked up the sound of what they identified as an implosion on Sunday at exactly the time that they lost communications. So they knew that, you know, what, four days before they ever came out and said, oh, they're all dead. All right. That's that's where it gets really like, what? Why? Why didn't you say something? Well, the explanation, which makes sense, is that we heard an implosion, but there's the, there's really weird sounds in the water. I mean, there's all sorts of sounds in the water. And I won't get into the science of how sound moves through water. And we weren't, we couldn't absolutely say that that was the the type Trident. So they wanted to be able to actually see it. Well, then they got all these these chips are coming in, and finally they get this remote uh, trawler, you know, remote submarine submarine thing, the non-manned thing. If they sent down to the bottom, and they sent it down, and then very shortly after that, they said they saw a debris field. And I'm thinking, you're talking about a, a 
you know, if this is a huge area in and around that area, the 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 place, the space that they were actually searching in was a thousand square miles. That's a huge amount of space, and yet this thing is lowered from the ship, takes the tune. Well, it goes down much faster because there's not a human being on it. You don't have to worry about pressure and stuff. So it goes down much faster, and it almost immediately finds a debris field of, you saw probably the size of that thing is the size of a a minivan uh, in, a, in an area of the Titanic that is full of debris. So they not only heard the implosion, they got a definitive location of it. So they knew, in my mind, the only way they could find it that fast, in my mind, was that they knew exactly the GPS coordinates where it, where it went. And they found it. And they found three pieces. No, it was in, I think they found five pieces. But it was all in pieces. Um, so that's that's the, the official story right now, Dolly. I'll let you talk to the, to the, uh, Oh, boss? I can't wait to tell you. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. I mean, it, it's so shocking to me, but Dave's saying it's true, Dolly. Remember what I'm telling you. You're hearing. There was, according to Dave, a humongous U- 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 the underground UFOs. <laughs> yeah. Right, the underwater ones, right. Yeah, yeah. And it brought them aboard took the people out and then it pushed the thing back out into the water and let the thing do its thing it it imploded but the people are okay they they are still alive and why did they do it dave Oh, okay. These people, they know stuff that was definitely going to get them killed. They were going to be done away with. Not even just, they were just going to be outright taken out. And so, and, and because they knew each other, uh so well they shared the informations that they had with each other because they had all these connections around the the world and they got too much connected they they found out too much stuff so they knew they were going to be taken out and uh that's what happened. So, Dave, was it one of our underground UFOs, or was it alien? Why? He's not going to tell me that. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I get so frustrated with that stuff. He can't tell me that answer, but he could tell me what I just shared with you all, which is pretty freaking cool to me. <laughs> I would enjoy that. 
Um, Reminds me of the movie The Abyss. Oh, that was a great movie. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Now, as far I, as the people that were on the, on the on the uh, ship, the sub, there were uh, there the one guy was named Mister uh, Mister uh, Titanic because he had a total. He was obsessed with it. He had been down there dozens of times. Um, then there then there was the guy that was the CEO of the of the company that owned the sub. He was the one that was piloting it. And then there was um, the the father and the son. And the father and the son, how to explain that? That was an odd thing because when they had when they had before they could get on the thing, they had to sign a contract. And one guy said that had done the trip said that on the first page, three times they said you could die. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And you're signing a paper that says, I understand that. So I can't believe a father would take his son on a trip like that. Because it just... depends on the age of the son, too. He couldn't have been an adult. He was 19. I think he was 19. I think it was 19. I'm not positive. You know, so that, that was, I found, kind of strange. And uh, what did I give you? One, two, three. What was it? Who was the fifth guy? I forget. I forget who he was. But it was an interesting group of people on that. So you're. Do you understand that they're saying that they were prepared to be, be taken aboard the sub, or were they as confused as everybody else? No, they you, knew. It was all knew. planned. Yeah. No. In that case. Well, in that case, you'd want your son. If you think you're going to be assassinated, yes. you know, you might want your son on this escape route. Right. Yeah. Um. Somebody was asking, I can't remember in the chat room, uh, what about their families? No, their families will not be told this because uh, leaks happen. And their families will not be told this information. They're going to be allowed to just grieve. Well, they'll have a happy day in the future, won't they? Yes, they will. <laughs> or they'll be really pissed off. <laughs> Do you hear about that guy, that guy that uh, faked his own death and then went by helicopter to the funeral? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There and was the a bunch were... of earthquakes yesterday in the Atlantic by the ridge. I mean, like seven or eight. Oh. Huh. Isn't that where the Titanic would be? Is in the Atlantic? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what ridge you're talking about. It is very close to the uh, to the Gulf Stream, and the Gulf Stream. I don't know where it is at that point, but down here in Florida, it's like three miles off the coast. So it's in much. I mean, it goes through a different area, but I don't know. I don't know where that ridge is. But you know, they have volcanoes all. The, I mean, earthquakes all over the ocean all the time. All over the world at the time, so it might might just be because everybody's looking there that 
you know, you're hearing that. Well, there was like a dozen. Wow. A lot. I don't know. I don't know. It's a very strange, uh, strange story that Dave just told. Is does Dave want to say something else? Is there something else he wants to get on his mind? He says he wants to, he wants to remind us that he told us over and over that strange things that we wouldn't even think of are going to be happening these days, and uh. We can expect more strangeness like like this sub thing to be going on quite a bit now. But a lot of it going to be happening quite a bit. So uh, be prepared mentally. He says be prepared physically, but be prepared mentally um, to be s- surprised by events happening. So that's a new a new UFO operation, witness protection evacuations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he says not really. Uh, I'm listening. Hold on. He says there have been many people who have disappeared, and there has been no word on them. Uh, no, nothing about them has been found, or wreckage has been found, but their bodies were not there. Um, so that's part of this uh, UFO uh, taking people alive for protection for one reason or another. And it could be something that is purely... Uh, for their protection, not for the world to know, but they knew that it had something had to happen, or they were going to what be wiped out. Um, he says, "Yes, it is going to be hard to determine for us to determine. Is it uh, our governments?" UFO, or is it alien UFO? And and there's the other factor: is it the white hat U white hat UFOs, or is it the deep state UFOs? He says, "There, that'll give you something to think about." Deep <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, state. <laughs> this war just gets more boring and and boring than every day. It's just enough already. <laughs> Well, Jan, Jan, Jan used the term shifting shadows in her, her report, and I thought, wow, does that, that's a really good description of what's happening here. Every time you turn around, there's another shadow. What's that? Why are they doing yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find, I it, find interesting. it interesting. Um, I'm not so bored like Walt is. <laughs> I find it very interesting. Besides, well, I got nothing better to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you have so to keep why, entertain the popcorn group, so might as well do something. Yeah. 
we we got a big storm coming in again. We had one this afternoon. The pool is filled to its top. We've been getting those bad storms in the afternoon, Nancy. So yeah, it, it's it's actually I think drizzling out there, but I couldn't believe how loud that rain was when I was doing the editing on the show. On yes. Cos- wow. Yeah. Oh, so now I got to worry <laughs> if it's raining because they might not. I might not be able to do radio because there's so much noise on the. I mean, I was like, oh dang, uh, the porch you know has a problem, but it was it was raining really hard, <laughs> you know. I mean, I know, we've, been, been, we've been at two. Yeah. But, but yeah. we've been fortunate because we haven't been getting the tornadoes like they're getting around around the world, around us. In the United States. Good grief. Dolly. Texas, mostly. In the South. Yes, yes. I'd rather face a hurricane. Amen. I just you know can't it's coming imagine. and you can prepare. Absolutely. I hated the tornadoes up north. I hated them because sometimes you weren't given warnings sometimes. And here they come, kaboom, and, and you're hit or or it happens to hop over where you, you're trying to protect all the kids in the apartment building and, and takes out the barn behind you. And, wow, I don't like tornadoes. The strangest one tornado story I ever heard was this uh, guy that I met, and he said that he was woken up because the shutters on the outside of the house were banging. So he opened up the window, and he grabbed the shutters to shut them, and as he did, they got ripped out of his hand. Okay? It destroyed the next-door neighbor's house. Oh. Gone on his, his house was the shutters. That's how weird those things are. Yeah, they are. Well, right. actually, this might be even weirder. I met a guy in, in uh, when I was a kid, about 10 years old, there was this, uh, what would be considered a Category 5 now, that went through Massachusetts. And there, I met this man that was driving down the, down the street, and all of a sudden, he was like a mile where he wasn't supposed to be and he thought my god I know about you know he th- you know how sometimes you space out but this was a whole mile and then he found out that he was in the path of the tornado and the car must have been picked up and dropped a mile down the road and, and he never even realized what had happened because I mean how's your mind going to process the fact that I seem to be in a, a tunnel a funnel what the hell's happening you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah Phew. That one scared me. That's why I say I'd rather face a hurricane mm-hmm. than these surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you going to say, Mona? My architect teacher said the worst tornado he ever saw was some piece of straw, one single piece of straw, straight through a telephone pole. Oh, yeah. That's how powerful the tornadoes in that are. But I lived in Florida. We always had them. I mean, I was leaving out of Clearwater to go to Wisconsin, and we were being followed by a tornado on our airplane. And it tore oh. Pinellas Park. 
And it's like we were just leaving. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> it never got, never, you know, was in one. Did but you see do. it from the plane? Could you see the, the tornado? Were you looking at it? It was following. It was following. So that was kind of hard. Oh, weird. <gasps> oh my God. That happened to me in LAX with earthquakes. <laughs> oh, jeez. I saw the ground open up and crack on the sidewalk. And okay, I think and we were leaving to come back to Florida. And basically, yep, you just got off the ground and the other one hit LAX. It's like, whoa. So it was interesting. And lightning scares me sometimes. Is that oh, yeah. that you have no control over either? And I've been knocked off of bicycles and hair curled and gallon of milk curdled. My mother didn't believe me that I got hit by lightning. I'm like, you bitch. Oh, I believe. <laughs> I mean, <it's> like, <laughs> uh, I'm a mess, and you're flipping down me with this gallon. No, you just don't know how to choose milk. What? So, she never believed anything I said. Oh. We do have tornadoes down here, but we just haven't with these latest storms is what I was saying. No, but Florida always has afternoon storms. That's normal. Uh, not this type. Really? Yeah, we, we have afternoon storms, yeah, but these have been some of the worst uh, storms other than hurricane that I have been through here in florida the lightning just oh my gosh the lightning is so bad you don't want to be outside that's for darn sure and you you want to pray that it won't come inside it's scary to me well you're getting and your the thunder rebuilt. getting your what your ozone's getting rebuilt it's actually a protection group oh yeah oh well, good. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, uh, lightning, you know, it's, it's like, you have to be kind of fascinated with it because mm -hmm. a lightning bolt is hotter than the sun. So how do you have that, like that guy, what was his name? Is it Damien? The guy that oh. got, what's his name? Yeah. And he got. He got Damien, hit. Uh, huh? I, I'll think of his last name and tell you. Yeah. But he, he got hit, like, <clears throat> what was it, four times with lightning? Yeah. In, the, in his bed. All he, at the same actually, time? No, no over, over a number of years. But he was in his bed, and his bed was a brass bed. And he happened to have his hand on the, on the bedpost. And that was the first time he, he was, got he zapped. Was, mm -hmm. He was on the phone one time. He was on the phone once? Yeah. And I forget what the other two were, but they weren't. It wasn't like he was out on a golf course getting hit. Right. I and, had one come through the TV and take it that you couldn't even use the controller anymore, but the TV worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he went on to... Um, he had an out-of-body experience. I don't doubt it. <laughs> and he and he actually had um, 
he wrote a, he wrote some books, but but the thing that I remember him saying, and that's why, anytime I hear lightning, I think of him, and I think of him saying this, is that when you when he passed, what happened, was that he had that recall of everything he had done in his life. He said, but then all of a sudden he said, it started playing again. But instead of me being me, I was everybody I had interacted with, and I knew everything that. I had done that was good to these people, how they felt about me, and what they felt if the, if I had done something to hurt them. He, you know, and he said that changed the way that I lived my life, and it changed me too because I thought, holy crap, I don't want to do anything bad to somebody now because I'm going to experience that when I'm on the other side. <laughs> and I really, I mean, it did change me. I was then very much more inclined to think about. What I was saying, what effect was it having on somebody else? Yeah, but that's to each his own who would take something personal or not. You know what well, I mean? Well, not necessarily. I mean, sometimes people say things that are, it's, it's for instance, okay, for instance, now, if I see, uh, you know, the tendency for somebody to see something bad, oh, there's a dead dog in the street. You go, oh, my God, there's a dead dog in the street. So everybody else has to look at the dead dog in the street. I see a dead dog in the street. I say nothing. I don't want I don't want what I'm going to say to make those people feel the way I'm feeling. If I know something that I know is going to make them feel bad and it's not going to help them in any kind of a way, Knowing there's a dead dog in the world is not going to help you out, you know. Um, I don't do it. I don't do it. And somebody says to me something like that. I said, why are you telling me that? I don't need to know that. <laughs> you know, because I want them aware. You don't have to tell every bad thing you see. Take it on yourself to keep your mouth shut. And just let them, the person, you saw it. Okay, you saw it. Big deal. You don't have to point it out to everybody else. And it's not, it's not just, a, you know, the example I gave you. It's like a whole lot of things. It's like, oh, that person is such a jerk, right? And you go, I mean, to myself, I'm going like, that person is such a jerk. But I'm not going to say to anybody else that person is a jerk because I don't want to point it out to them. That person's a jerk, you know. I just keep it to myself. I don't make those random kind of comments that people make about other people. Right. It's just everything we say, everything we think, manipulates your reality. And, you know, it's just a matter of being aware that, or just aware, you know, awake and aware but aware also of how much influence we really have on people. I mean, another the other side of it is you go into a grocery store and you got these boogered people that are working there that are just miserable. Miserable. And so do you play into it? Do you, you know, do you keep silent then? No, that's when you go into action. That's when you say, "Hey, how you doing today?" and you get a grunt. Forget it. It's not against you. These are sad people, and they need to be jarred awake. Now, what do I mean by that? They have to be. They have to realize that somebody's recognizing me. Somebody's acknowledging me. And I've seen. I, I've watched. I really get into watching people how they react in these situations. 
and and what happens is that you the person that you're dealing with is still acting like a buggered pe- person but they're not anymore they've shifted because anytime you acknowledge somebody just acknowledge them hey how are you doing today I, I do it to random strangers if I see them mm-hmm. hey have a good day have a day have a good day you know it's like you're gonna feel better about your excursion and they are going to do a change that you're not even going to see, but it's going to happen. You're going to make the rest of that day at least a little better, or the next minute a little better. And if everybody was doing that, think of what a nice world it would be. And I'm not trying to tell you that I got all the answers. I'm trying to tell you that I've been alive for three quarters of a century. (laughs) She's going to rub that in on us, ain't she? (laughs) I am. Most people try to hide it. And I think, hey, but what are you trying to hide it for? There's nobody out there that has had as many, very few people out there because, you know, I'm over the, the, the average death thing now by two years. 73 is what it is now. And, but yeah, you know. But there's, I'm older than most people in the world, the billions of people behind me. They can't catch my experiences. They can never get older than I am. You know, I'm going to die, and then maybe you'll be smarter than I am for a few years, then you'll die. But, you know, that's why I say to people, you know, flaunt your age. Flaunt the experiences that you've had. I'm not telling you because I'm some guru. I had to live all those years to get to a point where I can tell you things that I know will make your life better and the people around you. So, yeah, I'm an old fart. (laughs) And it's a badge of honor, a big badge of honor. Daniel Brinkley. Oh, thank you, Dam. Yeah, Damien Brink. Damien. Danian. Danian. That was it. Danian. I put the link. I'm putting the link in the chat. Fascinating man. Yes. Fascinating. <laughs> I was looking him up. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dolly. Now, what's he got to do with anything? He's the one that was hit by lightning. Oh, okay. That's his name. And he died he, I, and they brought him back. back and yeah. Yeah. This guy I found that's been fascinating. His name is Frank Jacob. Oh, the last thing I listened to was Looking Glass, AI, Transhumanism, Time Travel, and more. And he just makes so much sense. So he's a movie producer and things like that. But... <clears throat> This guy is just, it's amazing to hear his perspective of what's going on. You know, that we've been programmed out of knowing. I'll leave a link. That guy that you were talking about was hit like seven times, wasn't he? Well, I don't know who was that. No, this guy wasn't hit by lightning. Nancy's guy. Oh, was, the one that you found. There was a guy, Jacobs. No, yeah, D- Daniel Brinkley. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to go searching again, but there was another guy hit by lightning seven times and survived it. 
Mona, I think I think I put the link that you had sent me by Frank Frank Jacobs. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's up in yeah. Chat. It's up in chat, so people can uh, can look at that video. I still haven't looked at it. When I started this show, I I went to the Skype with Mona's uh, Skype thing, and I thought, oh no, fuck! I meant to look at. The, I've been busy. I got guests, you know. That's all <laughs> but, right. But uh, thank you for she she sends me a lot of links and they, all of you some of you out there I use the links I put them up in Radio Five G other voices I use them to talk I, I I get a lot of information from these but I don't acknowledge you because honestly I'm going so fast through these things that I'm clicking on it looking at it and then if I I get drawn into it <laughs> it's like boom I I forget where I got it. Ryan said he was just listening to Frank Jacob this a thing again today. Hi, Ryan. Good to see you here. Big hug. Yeah, That's the Inspire station that he comes on with, and he has his own, but they're all positive. I mean, there's nothing negative. Some people might think that it seems like, you know, oh, it's too foo-foo, but it's not foo-foo. It's literally... Makes me feel good because we just are all still learning. You know, we can't know anything really or everything by fact because they keep changing. But yeah, I bet that guy can't wear a watch. <laughs> the guy who got struck by me probably has a hard time going around computers in that too. Reminds me, this is a different type of the same subject kind of thing. I learned that people who have O type O blood attract mosquitoes and insects like that more than anybody else, any other blood type. And I believe it because I'm type O. Stan and I went on a uh, canoeing overnight camping type trip and I was kind of whimpering in the back as I was paddling and he turned around and he said uh, he felt bad for me he had never seen anything that bad in all his life mm-hmm. so I am living testimony that, yes, the O-type, O-blood-type people are attractors to insects. I was watching uh, Naked and Afraid, and that's where I found out that tidbit. Well, that O-blood is the vast majority of people have O. So from the standpoint of a mosquito... They're going, they're, there's a party outside, and they see this smorgasbord of food. They're going to go to the O because the O is what they need to be able to make their babies. Mm-hmm. If you got A or B or whatever the others are, they they go, I don't know what that is, so I'm not going to bite them. <laughs> it, it, mosquitoes, are, mosquitoes are smart. Jan says, but I'm an A, A minus. A minus, A negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Ryan's asking, what was the name of the film producer you, you Mona, mentioned? 
Frank Jacob. Oh, okay. That's Frank. What he did for a living. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. He travels the world. He lives in Germany, but he speaks well English because he's English. Ah. Uh, okay. Not like Jan English. English. American English. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jan Jan's Jan said that she had gotten uh, Americanized in her some of her words and stuff. And uh, oh, it was Ani. It was actually Ani. She she pronounced the word. I don't remember what it was. And she said, "Okay, so you also pronounce it here." And she was off on the pronunciation in Britain versus America. She said, "I'm still trying." <laughs> uh. Like aluminum. Aluminium, they say. First, her. Walt says it different too, don't you, Walt? How do you say aluminum? Aluminum? Oh, I thought you said different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a never been called Biden bitten. He doesn't say. How do you say Biden? I never never get his true pronunciation of his Biden or bitten. Biden. 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 No, it's Biden, but you oh, say okay. Biden, oh, okay. and every time you say it, it makes me smile. President <laughs> Say again, Mona. President President A. Oh. Uh, yeah. Good old. She echoed. Biden. Echoed. I hear what you said. Said. <laughs> you too. It comes it's and goes. It. Maybe it's the depth. A uh, certain depth, you start echoing more. Well, as long as I have my microphone off, you don't hear the <laughs> echo. But you weren't complaining about it, so I was getting lazy. <laughs> um, Mo- Mona, uh, Dolly, is Dave still there? Does is there anything else he wants to say? Yeah, he says I'll just he says I'll just hang around in the wings until they're ready. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Who's supposed to be ready? Are we supposed to be ready, or are they supposed to be ready? Till we were ready to listen. Oh. Well, does he have something to say now, or not? All right. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me do it this way. Let me ask him a question. Okay. Because because we were talking about doing a remote, and I said we should remote the gin uh, where the gin live. And you said no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. So I was pondering this question, and the gin, they my my gin started laughing. I said, "What are you laughing at?" And she said, and he said, he said, "Well, we're the posse." <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him as gin. <laughs> no, no, you they they they, no, but. He's, they, I don't, and that you can ask Dave. Did I get that messaging right or not? You know, I don't think that they're all gin, but that they're part of the posse. I'm asking. Uh, he is saying maybe part of a different posse because they know that. I'm kind of freaked out about gin, and they don't want to freak me out. So in my posse, they are not part of that posse. Where does your freakingness come from? Right. I want to know, too. 
about the gin? Yeah. I don't know. I'll... I understand your fear of snakes, but gin? When have you encountered them in this well, life? Well, it's not that I have fear of them. I'm just freaked out about them. They freak me out. You're not freaked out about some posse that you got there or, you know, the angels or Dave being somebody who's transitioned but keeps talking to us. You're not freaked out about that, but you're freaked out about the chin. Yep, yep. Oh, it is what it, it is. is. What it is. Oh, I love it. Well, they play a different role in life, and that is one of those things that we do have to compensate for, you know? I don't know that I've ever met any, but that doesn't mean that I haven't. I've met vampires, I've met demons, I've met all kinds of different angels, you know. But I don't know. Haven't met a Sasquatch yet, but sure would like to. I, and you think you think that the demons are all powerful, but without a contract, they're powerless. I mean, I I, I had a shamanic journey to liberate a person who, who was held under by, by a curse. And that was my, my first and only experience of meeting an entity that you would call a demon. But mm -hmm. the thing is that since I never, there was no contract and I wasn't trying to force him any way, I wasn't trying to, uh, 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 what do you call it, use uh, will energy to do something. No, I was just asking questions. There was no there wasn't any harm to me done at all because I wasn't involved in in that kind of uh, contract. So people think, oh, demons are so powerful; they can do anything. No, if you if you don't if you don't sign a contract, they're, they're powerless. It's just yeah. uh, <laughs> discarnated people can do that too. Just the dead. If you have yeah. cracks in your cosmic egg, in your aura, anybody can any entity can influence you. So, I mean, literally, it's crazy, but still, it's like, oh my gosh, if people really knew that they need to be their authentic selves so badly just to stay strong enough to protect them. So it's like, like Dolly did. She was a nervous wreck with that dark shadow at her house. But she survived it, and she put her foot down. And that's what saved a lot that was going on around Dolly. But I know she was shaking in her shoes. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the ghoul? No, the, the tall man. Yeah. Oh. The slender man. The slender, slender. man. The, the guy that came for the table that your son had in the garage. That wasn't in the garage. She, she, yeah, she talked about it, like, I think about five shows ago. Well, oh, but I remember stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was pretty impressive. Whoa. I was very proud of her. Yeah. Well, thank you. Wow. What was it? What was the turning point? There was something. You were kind of getting locked into it, but then something happened, and you you sort of said no. It wanted me to come closer to it, to look at the phone to where uh, supposedly Russell had texted him. And I walked a couple steps toward it. Whoa. It was like I hit a wall that had prickles all over it. And that's when I 
said, oh, you got to pay attention here. Pay attention. And then I was assessing my surroundings. Well, I knew Damien was in the house. I didn't know where, but I knew he could hear me if, if I called for help. But I knew Damien probably wouldn't be able to help me because this was... Huh? I sneezed. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Um, so Damien was really pissed off. He he realized this was not a good thing. I don't know if he realized it because he's from the Bahamas and they pra practice all sorts of spiritual stuff. I don't know. But he gave him that hell for having left me alone in the house. And he had just uh, happened to stop by then. So he just happened to be there. But but I don't think it was a just happened. I think it was he was told to come. Mm -hmm. So that that's what started freaking me out about it. But then when we came in the garage, it kept wanting to get closer to me and it kept wanting me to sit down in that pink chair. Uh, I knew in my soul, if I sat down in that pink chair, I was going to lose my soul. I didn't know why, but I knew I could not sit in that pink chair. So um, it was just, I hope I never have an experience like that again. Never. I think it was a test, and I passed. Well, I think it was a contract, and you were given the mission of demonstrating that to other people. You know, don't take a, a stranger or something that's happening as being just a 3D crazy thing. Step back from it and see what it is. Because, you know, we keep talking about this being a spiritual battle. Yeah. It's a spiritual battle. And there's some very negative entities out there. But again, it comes to contract. If you, if you, if he said, sit down in that pink chair and you had followed his directions, you were explicitly giving him permission to tell you what to do. And that's a contract. Yes. Yes. The one thing that they, the don't, they don't want anyone to learn. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want people to understand contracts. That's what gives them their power. You make, they, they trick you into making a contract. So and it, I knew that I had angels in the house. I mean, you know, I've asked them, use, they use it as a flop house. So uh, I knew I had angels in the house. So even though I was scared out of my mind, in the back of my mind, I knew I had the angels there. <clears throat> well, wouldn't but, you and, call on them, too, to help have them help you? I mean, you got to give permission, don't you? Yes. But in, at the same time I'm thinking that, I thought, uh, I know I have the angels, but for some reason, I wanted to tackle this by myself as long as possible as I could to see how far I could go in a way. And, and yet at the same time, I thought I can't go too much farther because it's affecting my heart. And so I had in the back of my mind, I have my angels. So I think that helped me to get through it, too. 
but I did want to experience that experience for some odd reason. I don't know why. I do silly things at times. A now lot of times. You'll be able to recognize it in the future. What if somebody comes to you and has that kind of attachment, but they don't know it? You'll now be able to let them know that that's what that what? is. The contract with an attachment. Yeah. You're right, Mona. Yes, absolutely. Also, well, it gave you a test of how powerful you are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're at the top of the hour. You want to take a break? Yeah. Okay, somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow. Somewhere. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry about that.
Welcome back to the Say What Second Hour. It's June 24th, 2023. Wonderful date. Wonderful date. <laughs> and my name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. And I'm assuming you guys are all back, yes? Yes, I have one more thing I really would like to share. Go for it. Uh, this is this is Bongino, Dan Bongino copy he says that uh, Lisa Monaco who is second in line at the DOJ is who Trump has exposed as the queen of the deep state he pointed Trump exposed her on June 19 and I'm looking for <laughs> lost y'all Oh, here you are. I'm going to post this into the into the chat room where you can go and hear it yourselves. So you don't just never just take what I say. Always double check me. But uh, there so you the, go. So you can go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just seeing the connection between what you're saying. And uh, Janine, she drew the cards. And uh, the tarot was talking about a, a powerful female figure that was being uncovered or something. So it's, it's kind of matches like the same. This is like the same person that she's talking about. Oh, yeah. Who is she? I'm sorry. I, I I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I'd never heard about her either. Uh, Lisa Monaco. She's second in line in the DOJ. And uh, you can look up my Trump just exposed the queen of the deep state on Rumble that Bongino posted. Well, he said he knew all their names in that speech he gave Wait, after Bongino the, yeah. or Trump. Trump, no, and okay. when he gave that speech after he had been indicted. He said, I'm coming for you. I know all of your names. <laughs> that made my hair stand up. <laughs> I, I, got, I got the little jitters, too. The, the You know, ooh. Yes, that's what he said. That's how he, that's how he ended his speech. Oh, boy, boy. I, I'm telling you, you really should listen to that speech because it was, he flat out told him. You know, and we did a thing on Cosmic Reality about, he said, the seal is broken. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, my my opinion, there's a lot of different ways. There's a biblical seal in the revelations. That you, they, they broke the seal to the book, and then they're looking at the book. And to break the seal in that context, five to seven revelations, that you have a, a situation of apocalyptic events or uh, re revelations. In other words, revealing the truth. And that sounds like, you know, the spiritual definition of it. But in 3D type of thing, 
there's another thing I, I said well let me look and see what the legal question you know what it is legally and legally it there's a lot of different versions of it but there's one that seemed to be the one and that's if you make a contract and the contract says you got to do this and if you don't do this this is what's going to happen and you sign your name to it the name is considered sealing a document sealing a contract and what he said is the seal is broken now if you are any kind of a government official or bureaucrat you have to you have to give an oath to the constitution of the united states that you will you know protect and defend against all enemies foreign and domestic and if, and if you will yeah but you know the, the concept is is that these people have broke their contract to the constitution so what does the constitution say is you know that's going to happen if you do that well it depends on how you did it and in the case of the dark state that are now facing tribunals or have already gone through tribunals and have faced justice then you have a situation where the the constitution says if you're a traitor if you're bribed if you there's a couple of other things you know well you, you're, you're going to be put before a jury and made a decision made it made and depending on what it is like if you're in the category of traitor and it's proved you're, you're the constitution says you will be executed so i'm not sure I, I said that but i'm not sure it says it but it certainly is implicit in the way that they interpret it i'm not really sure i'll have to look that one up so um yeah when trump said that the, the seal is broken and then a few sentences later, he says, I'm coming after you. I know your names. I think it was it was to that effect. Remember, I am a fiction writer, so I could have embellished a little bit, but <laughs> you get the gist. <laughs> you I know, know that, who you are. <laughs> I know who you are and what you've done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's scary words if you're guilty of something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it is, I mean, it's absolutely a fascinating time we're in. Ooh, did you hear that one? Ooh, is that you, Nancy? That's thunder, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, thunder. The dog's under my feet. <laughs> um, so it, it, when, when we're in this, this, this amazing story that's unfolding around us, and we're aware of it, we're seeing the story, my real regret is for those people that don't know the story they're still living in terror everything scares them you know that you see them they're they're pushing world war three oh this nuclear plant's going to blow up that nuclear plant's going to blow up oh they just gave missiles to uh bella something or other i forget where it is one of those countries next door and you know it, it's just like they keep feeding this fear, 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 but they don't see the story. They, they you I, know, they're missing the whole story and living in fear. I, I don't feel sorry for them. They had their chance. They still can wake up. <laughs> it's up to them. They're just, I don't feel sorry for them. That's their choice. Well, I think they've been targeted. I think that some people have... I don't know if it's a genetic makeup. I don't know if it's a soul makeup. 
But some of us, this stuff, they throw it at us and it just goes off our back like a duck. And others, you hit them with it and they're like... <laughs> like when I met Dave. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I was, yeah. You know, and Dave, Dave was able to give you enough knowledge so that you got out of the fear. Yes, yep. you're still... You, go ahead, Walt. No, you also take into account the fact that we are not aware how many people have had their uh, their their bloodline or their energy under contract because the parents put them under contract. How many how many people do you know dark stuff and they they negotiate with the children and and the, the children don't know that they are under a contract. They don't they don't know. They what just a don't. scary. Oh my God. So and then and they feel that they go see you know uh, faith healers and shamans and whatnot because they're having this entity or that entity and and what happens is that they they were they were hit by a contract. I mean, and at the time that I was doing the the shamanic journeys, in three cases, the people were hit by a contract, and those three people they weren't aware that they, they had the contract. That, that was the, the scary part, is that they weren't aware of it, that they were under a contract. So that it makes you think, is like you say, it's, we have this kind of uh, attitude that we kind of blame, oh, it's your fault because blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, in, a, in a way, it is because uh, at some higher level, yes, your soul agreed to this experience, but at a, at a, at a human level, you didn't even knew that this was going to happen to you. And you, you have to break that contract. Once you break it, okay, you're free from it. But that's, a, that's one of the things is that a lot of these people, especially if they, are, or they come from wealthy families, you know their children have gotten manipulated because they keep using the children for energy, so the, the the child is affected by some kind of contract. But do you believe or think that as a spirited soul that we choose the next incarnation in the family that we get born into? Uh, I yes and no, because what like uh, when I use the shamanic journey to investigate stuff, I looked into into my mother's family and my father's family. And in both her cases, in both those cases, my father and my mother, their, their parents or the parents that they received, uh, it was uh, actually like a sabotage. Those are not the parents that they were supposed to get. Neither he nor, or she, they got the wrong parents. That's why their their lives never turned out as with or positively the way they wanted it because they never got the chance to re have the the real parents and uh, you know who spoke about this at length uh, Andrew Bartzis he said that that was a common thing because they they didn't want they did not want people getting together with the members of their soul family so they purposely uh, uh, would block them and they would get born into the wrong families. And that's why you have these horrible family histories where you hate your father to death or your mother to death or they, they drove you crazy. And that's because you were you were meant, not allowed to do what you came here to do. So because you were gaslighted and not nurtured. Exactly. 
So it, it's real. Doesn't mean that everybody is affected. It doesn't mean that, but it, it's something that exists and it's something worth looking into. Well, I had to have a nervous breakdown. I call it the breakthrough because for some reason I was at that point where the control factor got so overwhelming when I knew I had better truth. I mean, I bloodied and bruised my hands so bad because I'm pounding them on the floor because I just couldn't take any more of the deceit and the lies and the caca around me. And basically that busted all that up and that's how and I to you it was something completely unnatural correct right oh yeah that's why it was unbearable and very difficult to tolerate because it's it's so unnatural well especially and when you have children and they ask you if there's ghosts and you know there are <laughs> <laughs> and things like that because i couldn't lie to my children why would i want to lie to my children so that's what got me too, is I couldn't perpetuate the bullshit. The physical abuse, the emotional abuse, the soul abuse, I just couldn't. And I lived a lot of it. But I don't hold on to any of it because I know it's not me. Yeah. And I wish now I understand why what was happening to me as a child thanks for saying that walt oh. i just did not belong in that family oh you weren't just like my it's like my mother's is like if, if you had a chance to meet ever ever so briefly my mother's sister you would see she belongs to the, that family she, she she was truly she was a daughter to those to those parents but not my mother didn't fit the bill because first off, uh, lying is a way of life of living for her. She cannot tell the truth. I mean, if she were to tell the truth, it would be like exposing Dracula to sunlight. Your aunt. <laughs> that's how. That's how she would shrivel up and die because You're talking she, your aunt, right? Not your mom. Exactly. Exactly. So, right. and my mother was actually a, a totally opposite that. She she would get punished for telling the truth, and she kept doing it. And she would she would say they would ask her a question about do you know about this or or what? And she would say yeah, and she would say the truth, and she would get punished for it. And she never changed the tune. But for her sister, it's the other way around. Her way of life is lying, lie, 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 and lie some more. And when you're done lying, keep lying. <laughs> <laughs> so like she would be so great working for the cabal. I mean, they would offer her a big position, I guess. <laughs> but no, my mother didn't, didn't, didn't fit into those people. Made no sense. And they said they, even when she was a child, when she was three years old, her mother would complain that far about her. She would didn't understand the child. Why are you like this? Why do you keep asking for this? Why like nothing made sense to her? And, and, and that was my song. Nothing made sense to me. Nothing made sense at all. So why do people do what they do? It made no sense to me. They wanted to put me in a mental <laughs> And my father had the same situation. Uh, they never put up with him or they didn't like him very much because he kept questioning everything and nothing made sense to him. So when I ask in, in 
in the shamanic journeys, I, I ask the, uh, uh, the, the, I remember Two Feathers was the one guy that was helping me at the time. I and I would ask questions about my two parents and I, and, and they said, no, he, they never received the parents that they were supposed to get. That's why they, they never were able to do the things that they wanted to do. So, okay, makes sense. So, um, that's interesting, Walt. I've heard you say that before. And there was that time where the dark cabal was causing a lot of light workers to, um, it, it, while they're being born, to interfere with it so that they were killing off the light workers before they could ever be born and so that i don't know if this is true but this was a story and that's what we give you we give you stories it's up to you to decide well, it was uh andrew uh, again andrew varsus he was the one who told the story because he had a lady on the show and she had a daughter and she had two miscarriages before the daughter finally was it was born and he explained that that's what happened they they didn't want the cabal or didn't want or the or the control entities didn't want the the the, the daughter to be born so that those there were two, two miscarriages so the third time what they did they had a regular run of the mill soul uh, come uh, you know get incarnated into her body then once the baby was in place and that you can't kill it anymore because it's already in place then they they switch souls then the one who truly wants to come in comes in and the one who was the, holding a place just leaves and that way the daughter was able to come to full term so it's unlike that who knows how many other tricks you have to put up with to get anything done in this world because if, if it were up to them it would be complete control nothing would get nothing good would get done okay here's here's another subject that came up this week it's absolutely friggin bizarre they're taking cells from chicken embryos putting them into a petri dish and then growing them and then at a certain point, they take it out and they make meat out of it. And it just got FDA, uh, Federal Drug Administration, approval to be, uh, it's real meat. <laughs> so they've now got the green light to go full bore on creating these phony meats from the cells of chickens. What is that about? If, if. It were allowed to grow naturally, and it would be a great, uh, what do you call it, alternative to taking life because you have to kill so many birds in order to get their meat. But unfortunately, because these people are so into control, that's never going to allow to reach, uh, fruit, you know, come to complete fruition without some com kind of altering there is going to be some kind of genetic altering that's going to be bad for people not not for anybody else because it's not fully grown it hasn't done its natural process that's just like ridiculous well they're just what do you call it uh, you're doing uh, cloning but it's 
allowing meat without without having to grow the entire bird. Okay, that's that's it's not, not meat. That's, it's just embryo with other kinds of food. No, no, no. That's the problem not. is that the manipulation that they're going to do. That's going to be the horrible part, because who knows what they're going to do with that. I think it's more than that, okay? Because if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, <clears throat> years ago, probably 20 years ago, I wrote uh, a very short, it's not even a, I mean, it's a story, short story. And it was entitled um, White Buffalo. And the, the theme of the story was that you've got this buffalo that begins to wonder why, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What's my purpose for being? And he goes on a search to find out his purpose for being. And as he does it, he is talking to the nature kingdom. As this book emerged in my imagination, it was like I was being told a story. And it, it's a phenomenal story. So he goes, in, he goes on this um, uh, vision quest to find out what, what his purpose for being is. And the animals, each animal had a different, okay, like for liz lizard. Lizard is the gatekeeper of the dream world. The owl is the recorder, the, person, the, the being that records everything that ever happens in the daytime, I mean at nighttime. In the daytime, the hawk is in that position. But the hawk and the, uh, and the owl actually, you know, exchange the information. So it, it meets all these different critters and their purpose for being their purpose for being what is their job through that he begins to get a feeling for yes there is a purpose for everybody being so and it's amazing it's a, just an amazing uh fantasy fantasy it's just wonderful but at the end of the of the uh, of the story um he he's actually now turned white okay so he's a white buffalo he's very old and he's going into hibernation or hibernation it's not a bear he, I think of it as hibernation but he's gonna die he knows he's gonna die so he goes into this cave and what happened is that he dies but by that time he understands that his reason for being is to give food and clothing and tools and all sorts of other gifts from his very body to human beings okay now that's when when the the story got i mean it's at the very end of the story but it just like set me off on a quest of wow what's that all about because and remember, I am writing this, but it's more like I'm being told this story. And so what happens is in this cave, the buffalo dies. But every single hair on his fur, all every, every hair in the fur, turns into a human being. And they're the ones that leave the cave. And there is Native American story about the fact that he, that human beings came out of the ground 
and I, 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 it was like all of a sudden I've got this really meshing of an understanding that animals, their their reason for being is to nurture human beings. And that's what the Native Americans knew by the entire scope of their panorama of what was real, what reality was. So back to our chickens. And Greg Gutfeld pointed this out. He said, I've got no qualm about eating this synthetic, genetically manipulated thing that you call meat, and it tastes like chicken and everything else. He said, because I really don't like the concept of killing the chicken. He said, however, if this happens, and okay, now a side note on this story is that supposedly this is the future because they've got to get rid of all these chickens that are causing farts because they really want to get to the cows that cause farts that change the climate. It's a friggin' climate change thing again. But then somebody pointed out that to do what they're doing will pollute the pollute thousand times more than all the animals in the world. It, it, it's just like an insane situation. But and it's all real. This is all real. But the thing of it is, is that Gutfeld pointed out, is that if that that's their point, that's what they want to do. They want to kill all the chickens. You're you're taking away their reason for being. Okay. Same for the cows. They've done it in in um, in uh, the Dutch people, whatever Netherlands. They've done it there. They've take they bought up. They force bought all the farm and fa dairy farms, and now they're not going to have any dairy. I mean, if you looked at the price of ice cream recently. Um. So what I'm saying here is that this is a, a tremendous insult and destructive uh, process to chickens and then it was going to be the cows the beef and all the other animals they want to kill them off as much as they want to kill us off why because they're spiritual beings right this is a spiritual war and you have to recognize that the spirituality is not limited to human beings. Everything is spiritual. It has the touch of the source God. And they want So to how do those people account for their farts? <laughs> oh honey, that's perfume that comes out of those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't they violate their very own children, make the males into females and vice versa? That how much that, that they again hate, they hate nature right. no they hate god they, 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 well they hate by attacking god. nature you're attacking god exactly but they hate god they want to eliminate the concept of god this is why it's a spiritual war they you know i don't know who's on the other side and you know lucifer and whatever these people actually want to destroy people's belief in God but because they, consi they consider sorry. themselves gods. Well, well, but, 
But they're totally they're total hypocrites, hypocrites because because if you if you're altering, you're altering the children, you know, for the for the you know make the males females the, the and and so on. Okay, who's going to make children? They're going to have a, a cast of slaves whose job is to produce children because they themselves can't. Is that the plan? That's what it seems like. Because once their children get altered, well, that's it. There's no more reproduction on that part. Are they are they planning to make a, a clone children, where they are they are grown in some in some uh, what do you call it in a laboratory and in, in, in some liquid bat? They're going to mix mix there the uh, the egg and the sperm, and uh, that's how you're going to do it because nobody's going to be able to reproduce. After they make uh, their changes, I think it goes more like this: that they understand the immortality of the soul. So, look at these people—the people that we know, right? They're all fairly ugly. <laughs> okay, so you got all these ugly people out there. They're not going to worry about cloning. They're not going to worry. They know about the immortality of the soul, and so what they're going to do is that they're going to to take over the bodies of really attractive people. That's what they're up to. So you see somebody that's stark, crazy, handsome, or, you know, look at him twice. <laughs> I don't think they even... I think that they think that they can instantaneously incarnate into another body. Maybe they've got some technology that allows that. Remember, you're talking about the most evil, crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they think they are gods, and they're doing it through technology. Well, they're, well, they're, 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 going, they're, to they're be, going to be surprised. surprised because because this is something, this comes from the contactees and from other people that know about it. I mean, the Greys attempted this business where they lost the ability to do reproduce because they got rid of all genetic imperfections and they rely exclusively on cloning now think about it these are this is, these are people that have thousands of years ahead of us on the cloning business and yet they failed they couldn't do it they tried they tried doing it would you remember uh, when this man um, what do you call this British Simon? What was this? The British gentleman Simon Parks. Parks. When he spoke about they they tried this experiment of crossing greys with human DNA, and they got somewhat of a successful, but it was it was a complete failure. Uh, so good luck to you if you if you think you're going to. <laughs> You're going to go away with some. Well, I, say, I think they know that, and I think that's why they're trying this new trick. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> you know, we could ask Dolly and Dave. You know, is this what the game plan is, or oh, we're not going to tell you, or no, Nancy, you're crazy. <laughs> ABC. Oh, okay. That's that's. You can't fair. tell us. <laughs> Oh, gosh, we're in a strange place. And, you know, I got to tell you this because I don't want to forget it because it's it's just too friggin' funny. Elon Musk 
and Zucker, Zucker, what's his name? Zuckerman. Zuckerman. They, they, they. Zuckerman's got Facebook, and of course, Musk has got Twitter. They're going to have a cage fight, a physical cage fight. Have you heard about this? What? This what? Is, this is, what, point? This what point? This is, I, this I, is I, yeah. This is so funny. Okay, so Elon Musk tweeted something about Zuckerman. And Zuckerman got pissed off and said something back at him. And so then Musk, in the way that Musk does, he says, why don't we just settle this in a cage? We'll have a cage fight. And then Zuckerman messaged back. He's messaging on Facebook. Or no, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. He's inter- on Instagram, so they're talking in two different platforms, but they're talking directly at each other. And Zuckerman messages back, "What's the location, or where? You know, tell me, message me the location." So you know, people were laughing about this, but then the guy who is the established king of cage wrestling type, you know, that is the man who set up the organization that my understanding is, is in the world of sports, this is like one of the biggest arenas there is. He confirmed that they are, that they have agreed, both of them, to get into a cage and go at each other. Right? So Fox had two of the people that actually do this for a living, right? And they were uh, saying, you know, who they thought was going to win. And the one guy was like, oh, Musk is going to win. Now, they were comparing, like, the ages. Like, Musk is in his 50s and Zuckerman's in his 30s. And, um, but the height. I mean, Zuckerman's way taller. And the weight, he's way heavier. You know, he's got, but it's the age thing. And the fact that. The reason that, that apparently Zuckerman would even think to do this is that he's some kind of, he's in jiu-jitsu t- training, and he supposedly has won some uh, meet where he ended up on the top, and, you know, so there's that about it. But this one guy says, look, it, you can have all the jiu-jitsu skills you want. One punch to the mouth, you'll forget everything, right? I mean, it was hysterical listening to these people critique. Uh, uh, silly, plus- silly question there. Uh, aren't they both supposed to be copies or clones or something like, or like that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but this, I'm just going to yes, assume. Yes, they both are. But I'm going to assume they're real. And that this is is another just farcical in this strange reality that, that that's squirting oh, so, around us. So it's okay it, to make your clone fight. Okay, okay, I get it. I, I mean, I I just think it's so 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 funny because the other guy was on Zuckerman's you know side, and it, they were just hysterical the way that they were analyzing the ability of one or the other, and then finally one guy said, well. His supposed trainer said that the the idea behind the way they're going to win is that Musk is going to sit on Zuckerman. I mean, you know, every every time I do a show and I do like, you know, four of them a week, I'm going, you know, are we at the bottom yet? Has it gotten, you know, is this, but this one just, I mean, now, I mean, I started laughing a while ago, but I'm listening to this whole thing and I'm belly laughing. I'm just, I'm just a mad, I, I mean, 
can you imagine every person in the world that's got a television will be tuned into this? I won't be. I don't give a crap. Oh, I think it's going to be hilarious. Hilarious. Who knows? Maybe they'll rip each other's masks off, Dolly. It might be the big reveal. Uh, if they do, it'll be on the news. I don't have to watch I, it. But I didn't want to forget to tell you guys that because that was just a historic. Oh, you know, the other, the other, I just have to say this. I look at advertising. I can tell trending by what, what they have on advertising. And I'm telling you, there's such garbage out there that it's just like, I've always got my finger on the mute button, you know, when they're doing the commercials. But there is a commercial out there, and it's about insurance. And the da- they're sitting on a park bench, and the daughter says to the mother, well, you can save $700 a year on an average if you go with this insurance company. So the mom says, oh, oh, well, I'm going to put that in my fo- on my phone. And she takes out her phone, and she takes out one of those note things, you know, those sticky note things, and puts it on top of her phone and writes down, you know, whatever the company was. And she said, see, it's right on top of my list in my phone, on my phone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, it was so funny. And and so the, the daughter looks over, and she's looking at the, 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 the you got to see this, and some things are really good in video. And the daughter's face was amazing, right? Because she's looking at her mother, and she's going, Oh, wacko, you know, and <laughs> then she looks at the notes and she says, pick dad up at the airport. And mom went, uh, oh, <laughs> 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 oh I, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's just the funniest uh, commercial that, that I've seen it in a long. And it's, you know, it's smart. It's a smart commercial. Oh, Lord. Yeah, the, I, something just went through my head, but it seems to be gone right now. Hello, are you out there? Um, yeah, so um, do you, did you have anything on a list, Dolly? Is there anything Mona wants to say or Walt? I think I depleted my list. We've already talked about what's been on it. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, Oh, I did want to mention Walt had a couple emails that were interesting. He had one about the Pennsylvania Eagle and one about the Green Man. Did he want to share that? Walt? Walt, are you there? I'm sorry, I was muted. Oh, did you hear a question? Yeah, yeah, I heard the question. Uh, The the, uh, Eagle on... You guys were asking me about it, the eagle in Pennsylvania, and uh, that's the one that the, the lady Ka- uh, Kathy Mason has in, in Pennsylvania. And I sent you guys an email uh, t- uh, sharing uh, her story <laughs> because she's primarily using it to help her son because he works, he does construction, I guess he he uh, he's in charge of uh, he manages a construction business and he has this log cabin that's 80 miles north of where they are and uh, he was having a problem that he 
he was full of uh, biting insects, uh, wasps and hornets, and uh, she was she was asking the eagle to you know to thank you for keeping all all of that away, and it turns out that it worked. Uh, all all the biting insects went away. Uh, oh, and the and the herons because he has a a pond, but the herons were eating all the fish. So she asked the eagle to, you know, thank you for keeping the herons away from the pond. So now they went away and they stopped bothering. Now the thing I have to ask her is uh, the latest thing was uh, woodpeckers were pecking the heck out of the log cabin because he's uh, away a lot of time. So the, the, the cabin is by itself. And these things are uh, 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 putting holes in the wood all over the place. So I, I, she says, what do I do? I told her, well, say thank you for keeping all the woodpeckers away or, or something like that. So I, I was waiting for her to respond to see if she had any success with that. Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe she doesn't want any success because if they're doing that, that's probably because there's termites in the, in the wood. I, I guess. So that that's always... that's what they're after. They're after bugs in the woods. So they may be taking the keeping the termites from eating the crap out of the yeah, log cabin. Yeah. Her, her, her son will her have, son to, will check have to check the status of the wood, see how it's doing. So the, I, I, it's much it's much easier to plug a hole that a bird has put into it than you know replace the because of the termites. So you yeah, might want to mention that to her. Yeah, this, yeah. Is a, this is a this is the problem when you start messing with things. It's like you have to allow, in my opinion, my experience, you have to allow Gaia, nature, to do what it needs to do to do something. You know, it's like you know you say, thank you for you know keeping the herons away. If that's the best thing for everybody, you know, opponent opponent, make it right. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, as much as we know, and after three quarters of a century, I know a lot, you don't know much at all. You have access to everything. But if you don't ask the question as if you're not interested, if you're not curious, you'll never know. But if you do, it's always there. Well, I'm, I'm glad for the, uh, all the, what do you call it, the energy work that we do with the Eagle, because like in, in my case, they were forecasting the, the most terrible storms <laughs> today. And there was this big gust of wind that came up. And like I, I the day before I had asked the the the, the eagle about uh, adjusting the the weather. And today they were forecasting like this terrible, terrible storm. They were forecasting all sides of all kinds of problems, you know, because it's such a huge destructive storm and it was like a sneeze it got cloudy it got windy and then it all stopped and it's all it's all been uh sunny <laughs> so so that that i think that got adjusted <laughs> i i didn't interfere with it i just asked for the for the balance to be you know make the the weather balanced you know not too much rain, not too dry, but just be balanced. Um, so yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever they were planning, it didn't, it didn't work. So that's 
Uh, that's very good. That's that's. I, well. I've, yeah, we've had a lot of storms coming in here, and it's like there's a circle around my property where they kind of like don't go through much. Once in a while, the edge of one will catch it, but I mean, there's a lot of crap out there that's just going around me, and I'm so grateful for the eagle. Yeah, I remember your photo of those uh, palm leaves blocking the the eagle. It was it was I said. How? How do you do this? I mean, the, the the leaves were nowhere near the eagle, and yet there there they were covering the eagle. <laughs> yep. So we're about ten. Well, we are ten minutes out. Uh, anybody got something else that they they wanted to talk about? Oh, I don't. Know. Well, Wasn't we didn't. There another. Oh, the green man. Did you want to talk about the green man? Email, uh, not Russell. Walt? Uh, I would read it, but unfortunately, it's, there's not enough time. Oh, yeah. It's channeled information about the importance of the intelligence in the plant world. So, how the it, it's beneficial for the plants to give them of our time or our attention, because they do their energies, they share their energy with us. And it actually helps helps us and helps them. And in fact, that's one of the things that uh, you remember it. Uh, I think I sent you a video or something. Uh, it was uh, from this website where this gentleman was talking about the benefits of eating the pine tree pollen. And he said that when you do a DNA analysis of the pine tree pollen, is like there's like 17 different characteristics that we share with humans. So it's it's amazing the, how close to the human gen genome ours is the pine tree DNA. So there's something to be said there for the in, in, interaction, the uh, coexistence between humans and the plant life. Well, if you guys got any, nothing more to say, I'm going to tell you a story about the green man. This is one of the weirder things that's happened to me on the radio. Anybody got anything else they wanted to add there? No, Mona? keep going. Okay. Not I. So I'm on the radio, and it was a show that um, had, uh, uh, what's her, what was her name? I forget her name now, right now, but it doesn't matter. Nora, Nora Willow. Okay, so she was on the show with me, and we got talking about the green man, because the green man, I had never heard of before, and yet others seemed to know exactly who he was, but I had never heard of him before, and I thought, this is very strange, you know, why, why don't I know anything about him, but I'm listening to all these, he was trending kind of thing, so... Anyway, we were talking about that, and then all of a sudden, I was like, out of body. And I'm in an environment that reminiscent of the fireman, uh, the fi burning the fire, the fireman, what is it? The burning fireman, I think it is, is when they take that big effigy in the middle of the desert and they burn Or oh, you it. mean the burning man, burning man that's down the in the desert. Right, huh? The thing they do in the desert, they call it burning yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same kind of a thing. But instead of the Burning Man, there was a stage. And there was uh, what I understood to be the Green Man on the stage. And 
so I'm talking to Nora and I'm going like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Nora. I'm having this really weird out-of-body experience. I said, I want you to relax and I want you to just not think about anything except my, the words coming out of my mouth. And I started saying, okay, where do you feel you are? And she said, uh, some opening. And I said, look around you. I said, what do you see? And she said, oh, I see all these people. And I said, and what else? Is there something else in the picture? Yes, I see a stage. I said, okay, okay. I said, now we're on sync. We're both watching the same thing because what had happened is that when I first saw the stage and I saw the green man on it, there was an explosion of light and the green man become became like paralyzed, couldn't move. And then I, all I knew was that somebody was trying to control the green man. That's all I knew. Somebody's trying to control the green man. So I said to her, I said, okay, I said, I need you to just listen to what I'm about to tell you, right? I said, there's going to be an explosion of light. I said, I'm going to say now, and I want you to see that light just not happen. It's going to start happening, and you're going to see it gone. And she, she, God bless her, stayed with me the whole time when the, when the, because I mean, I just adjusted time sort of thing, not it's an illusion, I just adjusted. And so I said to her, I'm watching it, I see the light start to emerge, and I, because I've got it kind of in slow motion, okay? And I said, now. And as we both focused on the thing, the light just couldn't get through the, through the, the, the protection now that we had put up there. Now, what what that was all about? Because then, you know, boom! I got I came and it's all on radio. We were doing live radio, and boom! I came back, you know, and we're both back. And I said, "Well, that was interesting." And now I said, "Gaia, what in the heck was all that about?" And she sent me like a story in an instant. And what it was is that when she first started creation, she created the Green Man, and the Green Man was to be the overseer. The the uh, it was his dominion to keep everything going. Okay, that he was a job. He was, a, uh, I don't know what to call him. You know, some kind of a person that's just taking care of this area. And so, in this case, Guy herself. So he came first, and then she created the gin because she knew that there was you'd need the mystical, magical powers of the gin to assist him. It was like his security guard. It was like these are the people that will do the bidding of the green man to protect everybody else. So when this Luciferian spirit, the evil one, whatever it is, came down, the first thing they went after was the green man, because he was the kingpin on earth. Okay? Now the reason that that I got that messaging was not specifically only that. It's because a day before that, when they were talking about the green man, Somebody's daughter said to her, the green man was in chains by the nature spirits, by the fairy, she said fairies and elms. And so I had that piece of information in my head. And, and so I, th that, see, when, when, when the green man got took over, there already were the nature spirits, the elves, and they realized what had happened. And so they contained him so that he couldn't be evil incarnate. And they contained him. And by the mystical 
conditioning of that radio show with somebody nor that was just as able to do these magical things of imagination and just seeing what can happen like I am and Walt is and Dolly is and Mona is but you know to be able to kind of go with the flow of, of just storytelling in that storytelling we went back in time and stopped the green man from being taken over and that timeline is always kind of been there because the nature spirits Gaia herself have kept it alive and that's the timeline that we are now merging with so the fact that we're creating a new reality is not so much creating a new reality it uh, is is you know replenishing the image that Gaia had when she first began creating before the evil came in so just a story we're two minutes out anybody got anything to say thank you for having me here and it's a wonderful Sunday and uh, Saturday well it could it could be Sunday in another reality well that's true Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention and ask you about, Walt. I think that the Schumann resonance is actually causing time to shift. Because well, if, if, yeah, because if you if time is a rea- is an illusion based on place and space, and each one of us is space, and the place is changed by geographical changes, but it also changes with energy changes. And I think that the Schumann residence is causing these strange fluctuations because in one day I was the time it had slowed down so much that it was a two hour difference and you know six hours later it was almost the reverse it wasn't traveling as fast but you know anyway Schumann resonance it's it's that's why people are off balance too because of the time changing weird things anyway okay so Mona what do you got to say <laughs> Happy birthday, Nancy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's true. Happy birthday, Chief. I didn't thank know that. Yep, yep. What do you think I've been talking about to 75 years? <laughs> Three quarters of a century. Oh, I thought you were showing off for some other reason, but I didn't, no. didn't make the connection. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am 75 years old. That means I've been around the sun 75 times. Dolly. I want to say even older. I am. I'm seventy six. Um, I'm as. Uh, I want to say thank you for the love blankets you've been sending and prayers you've been sending to Jake. He is better. He came and did his plumbing stuff in the bathroom, and uh, he just has a little left after Damien gets his part done. If I'm still alive to see it, that might be that say long. Night, but good night. Oh. Love blankets, especially Mona. Oh, thank you. Love you too. Be safe, everybody. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>